What's going on, everybody? Daryl Freighter, the club CEO here, and we have another amazing episode of the My DJ Story podcast brought to you by the Club app, the number one live streaming app for DJs and partygoers. Today, we have my brother, DJ Jay Butter on the show. Brother, can you please introduce yourself to the people who you are and where you're from? Um, my name is DJ Jay Butter. Uh, Butter, I'm representing Herndon, Virginia, uh, the DMV area representative. Awesome, man. We're super excited to have you here on the My DJ Story podcast. So we want to hear your story as a DJ. So walk us through your journey, man. What sparked your interest to become a DJ and walk us from your journey there? Um, I think my story is pretty much like um, everyone else that wants to be a DJ. It started off as a kid, you know, back in the, you know, the Yo! MTV raps days, the video soul days. You know, back then, like the DJs were the forefront of the industry. Like you had DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince. Um, Eric B and Rock Kim. So just seeing those guys, like you know, DJ scratch scratching, really uh, fascinated me. And just like the way that they were able to like control, command, command the attention of the crowd. Like I always wanted to be in the music industry. I just couldn't like sing a rap. So I was like, you know, let, let me try DJing. Bro. So I started DJing in um, I think when I was thirteen, uh, twelve or thirteen years old. Um, saved up enough money from my job delivering pizzas on a moped. To buy a set of turntables, man, and it's just been onward, forward ever since, man. I fell in love with it ever since. But yeah, that's that's awesome, man. It looked like you grind your way into the industry. You had a passion for it. You knew you wanted to be there, so you kind of just forged your own path into it. And I'm excited that you did that, man, because it's not easy. Um, but you made sure that you made it happen. You're following your dream. And I'm super excited to hear where your story went from there. So after that initial intro point to DJing, walk me through the journey leading up to where you are today. Um, so yeah, I started DJing, DJed all types of events, a lot of different places. I've DJed in Ireland, I've DJed in California, you name it. Um, so where that kind of brought me to is music production. So from DJing, I got into music production and I produced for artists like Jadakiss, Fat Joe, Swiss Beats, Trey Songs, you name it. So it kind of brought me to that, to that point. Um, and I got into production in college, like freshman year of college couldn't really have any DJ equipment in the dorms like that. So I got into production, um, you know, I used a program called Fruity Hoops and really got heavy into production, but then using my DJ background to be able to do um, remixes. I, I started doing like DJ remixes, DJ edits to like popular records under the moniker, um, the Refix King, me and my boy, um, Ed Lee Shine man, from uh, Born Jamaicans. Um, we did popular dance hall remixes to popular songs. Like we did, uh, crew Love Dancehall Remix for Drake's Crew Love, Beyonce Party. You probably heard some of these, but they get played all over the world. Um, and and that really, like, it, it, it struck out, it struck the entrance, interest of the labels. And the labels started reaching out to us to do, like, official remixes. So, like, my DJ trajectory kind of took me there. Like, it, it really, like, took me into production would do uh, to do label-sanctioned remixes. So, like, I've, I mean... Production and DJing, like I've met a lot of people. It's, it's pretty much been like a wild ride and it's still going. Like, I mean, I've been able to uh, to do everything that I always really wanted to do. There's a couple of other things that I want to do that I haven't yet accomplished yet. But for the most part, I mean, my life has been pretty good. Like DJing has been good to me. Wow, man. And you're well on your way to accomplish those other things. You're still a young guy. You got a lot of life in you. So I'm excited to see what happens next. And you mentioned some really big names. We're not going to just skip over that, man. We want to 
get the nitty gritty of you know how you were able to get to those points to working with these great artists and great professionals in the industry um and we like to use your story to help other djs get there as well so walk us through you know what are some of the things that you were able to do to get yourself in the room or in those opportunities to work with these great artists and, and really take your dj uh, skill and, and and career to the next level um great question um and it, 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 it sucks because like it's a great uh, question but it has like the typical taboo answer like you have to like network which is true like you have to network to be in those rooms and it's not necessarily networking up but networking lateral you know what i'm saying because sometimes you might know a person that knows a person that knows a person that's how pretty much i got in the room with like a fat joe like a guy that i was friends with was friends with him and fat joe used to come around and you know they knew me as like a dj but they didn't know i produced and i pretty much just came i i, I approached him as we was at a cookout and say hey man uh i make beats and he kind of like, oh, yeah, whatever, man. Like he, Because he knew me as, he didn't know me as that. So I opened up my little laptop and started playing beats. And he picked one. And that beat ended up being the song on Jose 3 called, um, excuse me, Jose 2 called Blackout. With him and Swiss Beats. So it was just being persistent, being confident, but not being like, don't be pushy. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's nothing wrong with being confident. But just make sure that, you know, you're in the right pace, right place and right time. People have to like you. Like likability really goes a long way in this business and hard work. So yeah, that's what that's what that would be my advice, man. I mean, stay the course. It might seem like it's kind of dark at times, yeah, because we all get there. But at the same time, you have to be able to see the forest and not the tree, and and, and be and be persistent in knowing that there is a greater purpose and a greater goal at the end, and, and that there's light at the end of the tunnel. So that's that would be my advice to like anybody coming up in this. Stay the course. It can happen. Wow, that's super dope advice that you don't hear often, man. People talk about networking, getting out there, getting your name out there. Um, but the way you outlined it, not networking up to people that are on a higher pedestal per se than you, uh, but people that are on the same level, lateral networking. Networking with people that are at the same level as you is also beneficial. And even downward, I would say, people that are behind you or just getting started might be beneficial as well. Don't be afraid to expand your network and really build meaningful relationships with other people in the industry um, because you never know where that connection or that relationship is going to lead you. Um, and look at, you know, my brother here, the, the, the opportunities come from pretty much random places. Yeah. But you you got to be ready in the moment when these opportunities come so you can capitalize on them and then it could be a life-changing thing for your career. Absolutely. So great advice, man, because sometimes I would, people... I, I would say, and I would say like, I get that mindset from like really like successful CEOs. The successful CEOs know their business inside and out. They're not afraid to get up and roll up their sleeves and clean the toilets if they have to. They treat everybody the same, whether you're the janitor or the custodial worker or, or, or whether you're the vice president of the company, they treat everybody the same. And some people like, especially like in the music business, they have, you know, like looking down on some people that are on a level and kind of, you know, fronting on people. So you can't really do that. Like you really have to just treat everybody the same because you don't know who know who you don't know who that knows who, basically. Who that knows who. It could be somebody's nephew, auntie, cousin. That's like the plug. But you know, you, you kind of fronted on them. So like now like you kind of blocked your blessing. So I would say just treat everybody the same. That's one thing I try to just do in my daily life. Just be kind to people, man. Like treat everybody the same. Man, these are really good foundational, you know, principles to live by. You know, if you're a good person 
and you're out there meeting people and building meaningful relationships, good things will happen to you. And it just goes to show just how you were, you know, raised and just your upbringing that you decided to, hey, let me just be good and help other people as much as I can. And we'll see what happens. And that mindset really helps you build a brand, helps you build friendships and relationships, and it helps you attract opportunities to you to help you elevate the things that you're working on, whether it's DJing, producing, rapping, it don't matter what it is. This is a business skill that's needed and something that can help you in all fields of your life. So I'm all for it, man. Thank you for sharing that, man. What we're going to do is we're going to jump into a quick commercial break. But when we come back, we're going to talk more about some of the learning lessons that you got throughout this journey. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. And we're back with the My DJ Story podcast. I'm here with my brother, DJ Jay Butter, and he is telling an exciting story of how he progressed so quickly in his career as a DJ, working with some really great celebrities, producing music for some major stars. Uh, so we're super excited to hear, to hear some of the learning lessons that you learned throughout this journey. This is the My DJ Story podcast. So we like to use your story to help other DJs in their journey. So what are some of the things that you learned as you were building your business and building your brand as a DJ that helped you along the way? Some things that you know now that you wish you knew when you're first getting started. Um, great question. I would say just being personable, like being being able to speak for yourself and not necessarily be the DJ that's like hiding behind the manager or the assistant that speaks for you. Like, can't no one tell your story better than you? So being able to speak for yourself, being able to understand what your purpose is, like like what goal, having like a clear outline of your goals, that really helps too. That's one thing I wish I did when I was first starting out because I was kind of like all over the place. I was really like, you know, like the term that they say is bag chasing. Like that's what I really, that's what I was really doing. And that's like all bags aren't good bags. Like, you know, so just really being able to speak up for yourself, tell your story and just like networking. Man, that's super good advice because some people think that, you know, they can just kind of do it all willy nilly and not have yeah. a plan of how to go about it. But it seemed like you really tied up your messaging and went out and met people with a purpose. And you didn't just go not knowing yourself, not knowing your business, not knowing what value you can bring, but you're really just like, this is who I am. This is what I'm trying to do. And you had goals and you set out to meet people that can aid you in those goals. And it seemed like you were able to, to, you know, do it successfully. You know, did you have any specific tactics that you use to increase your network? Um, this going, so, so there's a lot of DJ conferences. There's a lot of music conference. You have to be present at all those things. Like even like the stuff, like, this past weekend, it was the BET Awards. Granted, okay, you might not have been able to get into the BET Awards, but a lot of people just go out there just to just be able to bump into somebody that could potentially like, you know, change your life. So it's just being present at those events. And another thing that I would add to my earlier point is, a lot of people focus on building teams. One thing, and that's great, but I, I'm, a, I'm a firm the believer is, is I'm a firm believer in is if you build it, they will come like your teams is not going to automatically assemble like Voltron because you're a DJ. You have to be able to wear multiple hats. And then once you get to the point where you can't wear multiple hats, that's when you tag in somebody. But a lot of people, it's funny because I see a lot of DJs, they go out and like have managers for what you don't have anything to manage. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so like, like you're going to give, you're going to give somebody 15, 20% of nothing. 
like my, my advice would be to be able to run your business alone. Treat yourself like a CEO. You're not just a DJ. You're not just a guy playing music. You are a CEO. You are a brand like Johnson & Johnson, like Gerber, you name it. I don't know. You're, you, you're a brand and you really have to treat yourself like a brand. It's just like how like when Kanye West said, I don't think artists should have managers. They should have CEOs, which makes perfect sense because you are... You have to think of it like you're building a startup because that's exactly what you are. And people are going to want to be a part of your company once you build it to a point where, you know, they, they see themselves like investing in it. And I don't mean investing in it in the monetary sense. I mean, talking about like investing their time because it, it's, a, it's a time commitment. And once you can get like minded people to share your vision and you guys can work uh, together for a common goal, great things can happen. So. It's about building your team, but you have to understand like the team's not going to come until you already get it shaken on your own first. Wow. Now you're dropping gems, man. And you're speaking my language. I really love this conversation. I'm building a startup myself. And in regards to my process of building my team, everyone that's on my team, we have four people right now, including myself, and it's been completely organic. The thing is some people go out and they work so hard to find a team before they get started. Like you Wait, need to not- get started build a foundation and then attract people to come. And then you got to vet these people to make sure that they're the right fit to join your team because you adding the wrong person to your team could actually send you in the wrong direction. Absolutely. So what you said is super important, like find the foundation and make sure that foundation is firm and use that foundation to attract the right team members and then decide if there should be an addition to the team that can help move everyone forward not back or you're going to be wasting your time just like you said you know what's managing 20 percent of, of of zero you know like that that's that's not going to aid anybody in the equation so man you figure out the formula brother i really appreciate you sharing it's that funny because like it took me it took me a couple people telling me this um one being my girl the other being like my you know like my good friend sometimes i was in my own way but I think it, it, it just becomes, it, it comes from like an insecurity of failing. Cause me being like the type of person I am, I'm an Aries. So Aries, we have a very unique personality. We kind of want to like control the situation and control the narrative. And sometimes, you know, you're not really in control. So it's the fear of not being in control that could cause you to be in your own way. Like I know I, I probably could have been a lot further than what I was if I wasn't in my own way. Because like you said, I was the type like I was the type of person like before I did anything, like I had to have this, 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 and this. I had to go A, B, C, D, E, F, G. It wasn't gonna go A, F, G, D, C. You know what I'm saying? But something like, but usually that's how it goes. Like, that's why if you ever see like the chart where they say, I'm gonna show you what I'm gonna show you what the chart to success looks like. It goes up, down, sideways, down. <laughs> like it's just not a straight up. But that's what a lot of that, but that's like the end result. That's how social media makes it look. That's how the media makes it look like this guy was in his mom basement one day and the next thing you know, multi-million dollar platinum selling artists. Yeah, that happens, but that's the exception and not the rule. So I would say like for creators, DJs out there, especially in the DJ world, get out of your own way. Humble yourself. Check your ego at the door. The less of an ego that you have, the better. Like, and I had to learn that because I went through a phrase. I was on my, I, I was on my Diddy tip, man. I was fronting. You couldn't tell me nothing, but like, like I, I'm, I'm, I'm grown enough to admit that you know I was wrong, and that was, and and that was a mistake. So I don't want to see someone else, like you know, go 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 down that trajectory because it doesn't it doesn't end good. All you really do in the end is really isolate yourself. That's it. And this is a business that you need people. 
you need people. So I would say, yeah, get out your own way and humble yourself for sure. Yeah, man. It seems like you learned a lot throughout your journey. And yeah. DJs, listen to this. Learn from this story because you might be able to skip a lot of the ups and downs of the journey just by listening to the stories of other DJs. So like, this is an amazing story. Humble yourself. Really put yourself in a position where you can learn from others and grow and improve your brand, improve your business and build meaningful relationships. This is super good content here. And yeah. I want to stress the importance of just learning from other people because you can move much faster and further when you have people that are mentoring you either from afar or directly and you're just learning from other people's journeys. Um, so great job sharing this, brother. Like you're really dropping a lot of gems and providing a lot of value. One topic we like to talk about here on the show is branding. So tell us a little bit about your brand. Your name is DJ J Butter. Yep. Where'd you get that name and talk to me about the origin of it? Cool. So great question. So um, J so Butter was kind of like the evolution. I was initially DJ Butterfingers. My man, Brian Burroughs, man, gave me that name when we were in like middle school. He used to come over the house. This is like my setup was in like my bedroom in my parents' house. We was in seventh grade and he used to come rap. And then like one day, you know, he used to come freestyle. And he's like, all right, DJ, DJ Butterfingers, drop that. I was like, oh, okay. And it just kind of stuck. Then when I got to college, the fan was like, all the HBCUs. Um, my man Fred, he started calling me Jay Butter. Because I go by the name, my name, I go by Jay. Like my name is Jay. And he just started calling me Jay Butter and it stuck. But like I was Butterfingers all the way up until my freshman year in college. So that's how I got my name. Now, as far as like branding, um, <laughs> uh, my man, uh, Brian, he, he used to say, yeah, I'm gonna call you Butterfingers because you keep dropping the hot sh You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, so that was like, that was like the, mon the, the, the moniker behind it. But as far as like, you know, branding myself, man, I, I just tried to just be professional, personable. Like this, 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 this good, like good, good customer service. Like that's really how I tried to like, like, like brand myself. I, I treat it like, like I said, like a company, like good cut. I do a lot of like corporate events, a lot of weddings and stuff. And it's being punctual, having good cup, uh, good customer service, being able to, co to communicate with people will go a long way. So that's usually like how I, how I brand myself, but I don't have like, I don't have like a gimmick if that's what you're asking. Like, I don't have like, like a mascot or anything. No. No. <laughs> hey, look, you're building a, a great brand just behind the name and just yourself and what you bring to the table. And the thing is, people remember it. You know, when they interact with you, when they have that experience, even when they listen to this podcast or this interview, they hear the quality and the intent that you have with your business. A lot of DJs are out there just doing it and don't really see it as a business that they're serving customers for. And it's like, I can tell that you view this as a legitimate business. And that's why you're successful at it because you have a process and you have purpose behind everything you do within this industry. So I I'm excited, brother. This is great. I love business-minded people. So I love this conversation, brother. And I'm super excited to see where you take things. I would love to hear you know, a little bit more about your branding and just the experience that you give to people when they book you. When someone books DJ J Butter, what's the experience like and why should people book you? The experience is you're going to dance. My, I mean, you're booking me to entertain, to put on a show. So my job is to make everybody, everybody in that club or in that venue or wherever it is, remember who that DJ was. Oh, that DJ was on point. Like I always just say like, yeah, when, you, when you're done with me, you're going to look like you just came out the swimming pool because you're going to be sweating so much. 
like if you're a DJ and and your patrons are kind of like on their phones the whole night, like you're not doing your, your job. Granted, we're in the social media era and you know, everybody's on their phones. Now. Everybody's on Snapchat, TikTok, you name it, you know, for two or three seconds just to make themselves look, you know, just to make it whatever, selling the movie, right? But it, as a DJ, if you do your job, like the people are going to be dancing and having so much fun that they're not going to be able to get on the phone. So my job is, if you didn't know me in the beginning, you're going to know my name by the end of the night. Like that's that. And, and that's and, 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 and another thing with DJs, DJing, DJing is a referral based business, heavy referrals, especially like in the beginning in the beginning phases, unless you're like a DJ Tiesto or Calvin Harris or Jazzy Jeff or Kid Capri, like those are the big dogs. Like, you know, I mean, they've been putting in the work, but like being like a lesser known DJ or a DJ coming up, like you have to give people a good experience because then they're going to tell your friends. You have to use, you have to use your patrons as your cheerleaders because they're going to be, they're going to be the voice for you to say, yo man, Jay Butter killed that party, man. You got to, you got to book him, man, ASAP. Or DJ such and such killed that party, man. He was on point. He had me dancing the whole night. He he even, you know, he even he even had my grandma dancing or something crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just people will always, people might not remember your name, but they'll always remember the way you made them feel, man. They always remember that. You know what I'm saying? So, so if you make somebody feel good, granted, they might not know your name, but they'll be able to like. God, what was that DJ's name? Or they'll bump into someone like, yeah, I was at this party and this DJ, oh, DJ J Buddy, yeah. Oh, I need to look him up. That's how I ended up DJing something for um BET. I did um um and this is when uh Deborah Lee was still the chair oh chairperson. Um I DJed an event for her in DC and uh, it was like it was a retirement party for a BET employee that was there for like 30 years. When I tell you I had Deborah Lee in there sweating. <laughs> she came up to me, took a picture with me, and she was like, hey, man, I got to get you to do some stuff on the BET Red Carpet for the BET Awards. This because she was, I didn't know she was going to be there. I just performed. And that's another thing I'll tell DJs. Whether there's one, one person in the party or 150 people, you always have to perform. Like, take every opportunity as an opportunity to perform and get better because you don't know who the bouncers know. You don't know who the bartender knows. Like every party you DJ is not going to have 10,000 people. Like you have to be able to rock the party if it's just three or five people in there. Make sure those three and five people had a great time. Because then then you're building supporters. You're building people where, oh, Jay Butters DJing, I'm definitely going. And I kind of have that like in my hometown. Like, because I'm from, I'm from a relatively small town. Like we're close to a lot of other cities, but they know if Jay Butters, uh, if Jay Butters DJ, DJ in the club, I'm there because we're going to party the whole night. We're going to go there and dance. Like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. They know. And that's that's not me being cocky, man. That's just, like, that's just what, what's been told to me. You know what I'm saying? Res what did they say? Respectfully now? Respectfully. It's real, bro. It's real, man. <laughs> you like, just tell us straight facts. And yeah. I really appreciate you coming on the show and telling straight facts. You said a lot of good things I want to highlight. DJing is a referral business. Yeah. A lot of the times, your clients are going to come from other clients that you already had or people Absolutely. that saw you and could vouch for you. So mm -hmm. leading on to your next thing, you said, always bring it. You always give your A game at every time you're performing because you're not going to get the referrals if you decided to just be lax or not do your best because there's only a few people in the room. And you have to 
have that understanding that every opportunity to show your best is another opportunity to show people why they should book you and be a big fan or supporter of what you're doing. And it's important. Your brand is dependent on it. You're only as good as your last performance. A lot of people have told me this on the show and it really stands true. And just be a good steward of the brand you're building. You're really providing a great service for people. So do your best to provide that service at the highest of your capability and you will see great results. Um, and, and the thing is like with the BET opportunity you spoke about, you had no clue that that was going to happen. So wow. it's like you just were bring your A game at every opportunity. And then sometimes things just happen to where opportunities come your way and you're able to capitalize off of it. But if you don't put in the work, it will not happen. So this has been a great experience and definitely an amazing story. I'm sure there's a lot more they have to say in regards to your journey. You know, I would love to highlight what are some things that you're currently working on now? And what are some ways that our audience could support you and, and be involved with the things that you're doing today? Yeah, so um, I just opened my recording studio. This is what you see, it's called The Planetarium. And I'm really like diving into like, you know, DJing and producing, like really like, you know, opening my doors to help the next generation. Like I'm 38 years old. I don't look it, but I'm 38 years old. Um, so my job is, I feel like at the, at the point, that the place where I am now, like God's been good to me. My job is to give the information. Like I'm an open book. I'm never the type of, if I have a plug and I rock with you, you have a plug. I'm never, I'm not the type of guy that tries to like middle a situation. Like, no, you gotta go do me. My job is to give the information to those that want it and to help people. Like, so that's like kind of like my purpose right now. And just be a good person, man. Like, like that's really like my purpose. Living in my purpose, being a good person and, 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 and helping and helping people. And, and, Amen, and still getting down on ones and twos. Like, you know, it's been, it's been quiet because of COVID. And I tried like the, you know, I tried the DJ stream thing a little bit, but I mean, that ain't for me. Like, I, like I, I got to feel the people. Like much respect to like D-Nice and all the other cast that, that do that. Cause that's like, like that, that's a different level. Like, you know what I'm saying? But like me, just me being the type of person that I am, like I really feed off the energy of the people. Like, I mean, I've done, like I said, I've done the live stream before and, and I'm not, I'm not opposed to it, but it's just me. I, I just like, you know, I just like, I like the, the crowd interaction. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't want to feel like I'm DJing, you know, through a computer screen, like, you know, so yeah, that's, that's kind of like where I am right now. Just really like diving heavy into production. Um, the Refix Kings, uh, that brand really trying to like build that brand because we've had like worldwide success with that brand, but we haven't done the best job of like bringing it back to us. Like, like, like to let people know that, Hey, we're the ones doing this because people just hear this music and they don't know where it's coming from. I mean, we know that just from like looking at YouTube and just from like reading the comments, like, hey, where is this stuff at? So really trying to, you know, build and develop that brand and all that came from DJing. My experience as a DJ, know what works in the club, know what type of edits DJ wants to hear. It's almost like a cheat code. It's like it's like going fishing with dynamite. Like it's, it's easy. You know what I'm saying? And, and the bulk of our fans are DJs. That got me put on to a lot of the like the big time rules out here. I have relationships, the bulk of them. So and all that came from DJing. So like usually like the next step from DJing is production though. Like if, if you look at every successful DJ, they all they all tried their hand in production. Every single one of them. The big dog. So yeah, that's kind of like where I'm at, man. Just I, I just want to be a good person, be happy, man, and help people. That's it. 
Awesome, brother. Hey, you're doing a phenomenal job and you dropped a lot of gems and really are helping the people listening to this interview. Um, like I said, your story helps other people in their journey and um, you did it tremendously well. So at this time, we're going to jump into the lightning round. Are you ready? Yes, sir. Describe your DJ setup, hardware and software. Um, uh, controller, uh, what is it? Pioneer controller, forgot the name of it. Software, Serato, and a Mac laptop, and that's it. And Wi-Fi now, because now you don't have to download music anymore. Because uh, Serato's not integrated with, like, Tidal and stuff, so you just use the streaming platforms. So you, you don't have to, like, spend a whole bunch of money on hard drives anymore. So that's a blessing. <laughs> Who's your favorite DJ? Jazzy Jeff, hands down. What has been your favorite party or event you've DJed at, or, and why was it special? Um, I would say when I was able to go back to my high school and DJ, like, you know, as an adult, like DJ all like the big events that happened at high school, because I never got the DJ at the, you know, the high school proms. When I was in high school, I was the student. So they was like, no, nah, we're not going to let you do it. So me being able to go do that now and just really having like the faculty and like, you know, the faculty come up to like, hey, man. Like, I didn't know you was this good, man. Like, we should have been had you DJing that. And it's funny. Like, a lot of people would say, they'll go say, like, some crazy industry party. Like, that was it for me. Just, like, being able to, like, see the same people that used to teach me, like, in school, get on the floor and cut up. Like, that did it for me. I don't know why. It just did it for me. Name some of the best places to party in your city. Um, uh, D, uh, I would say anywhere downtown. I used to DJ at the park in DC. That's a dope place. Um, I used to DJ this party in Centerville, Virginia called Velocity 5 before they shut that down. That was a good time too. That was like an untapped gym in Northern Virginia. Like that club was always packed. So I would say yeah, anywhere downtown, a lot of the clubs are changing. A lot of them didn't really survive COVID. So it's, it's a different game right now. What's one thing that you think is missing from live streaming for DJs? Why um I would say hmm, that's a good question. I was saying being able to hear the people talk back. Like being I mean, I guess you can if you like mute it, but I guess there's like a lot of logistics that goes into that to like talk back. Because usually like with live stream, like you get all you get all your energy from the chat. Like especially from like the Twitch world. Like all the vibes come from the chat. But imagine if you can hear these people talking. Like, you know what I'm saying? I mean, you can you can go on video with them. Like, they got platforms like Zoom where I've DJed a Zoom party when there was like 150 people on a Zoom, like, you know, and everybody's in a living room. But I, I would say just being able just to talk back, for sure. And shout out to DJs that you know personally whose stories also need to be shared on this podcast. Um, DJs I know personally, I would say my man DJ Shine, my man DJ Torre, my man DJ Alize, my man DJ Analyze. DJ Gemini, DJ Rez, DJ Jealousy. Um, who else? Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's about it. Oh, my man DJ G Wiz, he's dope. Um, who else? Uh, DJ Sus One, you probably know who that is out of out of you, you in New York. That's my guy. I actually produced a lot of his records too. All them records that come out, I, I did a lot of those. Um, yeah, and I, uh, yeah, that's about it. Awesome. Yeah, we look forward to hearing their stories on the show one day. And any DJ that wants to sign up, they can do so at DJSignUp.com. And brother, where can people find you online or even in person if you're still doing events? Um, so I would say online, it's um at DJJ, but it is DJJ, D, so it's D-double-J, 
B U T T A H on all social network, all platforms. And as far as um, um, events, um, I'm, I'm working on a couple things right now, actually. So I have like a full calendar up on my website soon. Awesome, man. Hey, this has oh, been and my amazing. website too jbutterbeats.com sorry forgot that forgot that too. Hey, it's no problem i'll have everything in the show notes where people can check you out and this has been an amazing interview man i got a lot of value out of it and i know our audience did as well this is going to be one that they're going to rewind and listen to over and over again so you can get those gems again so they can improve their dj business so thank you so much for sharing this everyone please check out my brother dj j butter he's really killing it and has a lot to come for him in his journey so thank you so much brother we look forward to seeing you in the club absolutely thank you so much for the opportunity i appreciate appreciate you reaching out what you're doing for the dj community is awesome because they need it you're giving djs a voice and djs a platform to tell their story so like much success to you too brother keep on doing your thing man you out here you're out here doing the work man i appreciate that man Thank you for listening to the My DJ Story podcast. If you haven't already, please join our community by downloading the club app for free in the Google Play and App Store today. While you're there, do us a huge favor by giving us a five-star rating and shoot us a message on Instagram telling us you did. I'd love to send you a free My DJ Story podcast t-shirt as a token of our appreciation. Thank you so much, and we look forward to seeing you in the club.